0: I knew this guy was a real clown. You talk about a real clown. No, seriously, he actually was a real clown. That's what he did for a living. He would provide entertainment for children's birthday parties. And he was an enormous man, almost 400 pounds. And the reason I bring up his weight is because along with two friends of his who were just about the same size, he formed a trio that used to sing in church, And it was known as the half-ton trio because they added up to more than a 1,000 pounds. I met him in Moravia, New York, where he was incarcerated as an inmate at the prison there where I served as a chaplain. He was doing time for some pretty heinous crimes. He was an active member of the Protestant community there in the prison. And the Protestant chaplain used to call him Sir Weeps-a-Lot. Because he was always crying. I remember one time looking through the window of the um, chapel and seeing him there sitting in a chair, leaning his head against the wall and just sobbing and sobbing. And why was he weeping? Well, he wept out of remorse for his crimes. He wept because he knew the words of Jesus that we just heard today. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin it would be better for him to have a great millstone tied around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. He wept as well because Christ had died for his sins and he had repented of them. But he wept out of joy because he was glad that he had been arrested and he was now in prison as a just punishment for his crimes. But he especially wept for joy because he was dying of cancer and he was glad that he would die in prison so that he could never hurt another person. Sir Weeps-a-Lot was on to something. He had taken the heart to heart the words of Jesus that we heard today. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It's better to enter into life maimed or crippled or blind than to be cast into the fires of Gehenna. How easily we could add, it's better to be in prison. It's better to be dying in prison of cancer than to be destroyed by sin. You see, brothers and sisters, sin is horrible. Sin is horrible. And we don't get off the hook By looking at a worse sinner and saying, look at him, isn't he awful? It's like when little Billy runs into the room and announces, mommy, mommy, Jimmy broke the lamp." Well, Billy doesn't care about the lamp; He just wants to say, I'm not a bad guy like Jimmy is. That's our tendency to point to others. But the words of Jesus are not just for the worst of sinners. They are for us all. Jesus is telling each one of us that nothing is worse than sin, not poverty, physical illness, emotional turmoil, or even death itself. All of those pale into insignificance compared to sin because sin can destroy the soul. How vividly I remember, and with everlasting, unfading gratitude, The day when I was about five or six years old and I was sitting in the kitchen with my mother and she said to me to always remember the words of Jesus. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? Sure, there are venial sins and there are mortal sins. But even the smallest sin sets us on the path that can lead to serious sin. It's not like we could say, well, here's a life that is um, on the path of mortal sin, and here's the life on the path of venial sin. It's not that big a deal. Isn't that great? But does this series of venial sins lead us towards God or away from God? But temptations in themselves, of course, are not sinful. It's giving in to them that's sinful. But Jesus today is actually talking about temptations when he says to cut them off and to pluck them out. Cancer might be bad, but sin is horrible because sin can lead us to hell. So Jesus gives us three different examples of temptation. One's hand or foot or eye. A foot perhaps leads us to places where we should not be. A hand can be used for violence or stealing, and our eye for lust or for coveting another's goods. And it says, if to realize that each one of us has our own different weaknesses, and each one of us has to be ruthless when it comes to rooting out and cutting off what leads us to sin. We must know ourselves and our weaknesses if we are truly to avoid the occasion of sin. I knew another man in prison. He was, actually was a Protestant minister. He was a son of a minister and a grandson of a minister. But his drug habit had led him to commit an armed robbery, and so he was doing time. He knew his weaknesses well, and he knew he could not return to his hometown to be where all his buddies were. He had the opportunity to leave prison early and he refused, he would not leave, insisting that he be sent to another city where he would not have the temptations that he had in his hometown. And he became a successful law-abiding citizen and a guidance counselor in high school. Brothers and sisters, each one of us, each one of you, Each one of you has been created in the image and likeness of God. Each one of you without exception. And when we sin, we also lead others into sin. Because sin is not just a violation of a law, but it's a violation of the image of God, which you are. It is not enough to say, hey, everyone else is doing it. Would you say that to Jesus? Would you have said that to Jesus as he died on the cross, shedding his blood for you? So be ruthless with yourself to clean out and to cut off and pluck out those things in your life that can lead you into sin. Persons, places, and things, if they lead you to sin, cut them out of your life. And get to confession. You know, St. John Vianney, the patron saint of parish priests, once said that the priest should be a lion in the pulpit and a lamb in the confessional. Well, today it's the deacon's turn to be a lion in the pulpit. But get to confession. I mean, look at this guy. He'll be a lamb in the confessional. And guess who's waiting for you in the confessional? Not Father Tedeschi. Christ is waiting for you in the confessional. Jesus waits for you there. And remember, you are created in the image and the likeness of God. You're better, more noble than any false pleasure and temptation and anything that sin can lead you to. And reach out to others with compassion. For as Jesus tells us today, anyone who gives a cup of water will surely not lose his reward.